Hey friend, it's the pretentious engineer, and I know you didn't ask, but I thought I could explain why engineers like to do things that are dumb and fun sometimes, within reason. So for those of you who have followed our TikTok, and if you're not following our TikTok, you should head over there because it's a good time. It's kind of the crazy outpouring of my mind at about 1 in the morning, because right now it's 1.15. I was really loopy after doing about three hours of laundry and decided, hmm... This is fun. I had multiple candles burning, and we've been um, sterilizing certain aspects of our house using 90% alcohol. And a couple days ago, I discovered, <laughs> discovered, as if I like didn't know that this would work, if you spritz alcohol out of a spray bottle at an open flame, the alcohol ignites in midair, and it's super cool. <laughs> it's totally not safe, but it's awesome and um on a couple twitch streams that we had done if i would got got bored and was passing by these candles i would spritz some alcohol and it would light on fire and i started doing it so habitually not habitually that sounds like i have a problem i did it frequently enough that i was like hmm maybe i'll take these three candles i'll light them all and i'll set them on the stove because a stove has a fire retardant surface Typically, stoves don't burst into flames, just whatever the content of your pan is, right? Like a grease fire. But typically, a grease fire doesn't light your stove on fire. So I set up these three candles. I had a spray bottle with alcohol. And once in a while, I'd go over there and spritz it a little bit. And what was really cool is if I spritzed and it didn't ignite and it landed on the surface of the stove and then I kept spritzing and then it ignited like each of the candles would create like this beautiful pillar of fire and then all of the excess alcohol on the stove would ignite and kind of like flow and be this cool blue fire. I'm not a chemical engineer, so I don't understand why fire burns at like different colors. I don't know if it's related to the heat or the ignition source. It's probably based on the ignition source. There's some chemistry there I don't know. But it was beautiful. And I just felt, you know, I make all these TikToks about being a pretentious engineer and providing sound science to a faulty world. But on this one, I just kind of like, my hair was super disheveled because I had wear, worn a GoPro on my head from a Twitch stream. So it looked awful. And I just kind of took like a poor cameo of myself and was like, hey, you want to see something dumb and fun? And then I panned to the camera and I was like, this is alcohol. And I just started spritzing the candles and letting them burst into flames. And I was like, sometimes the internet just needs you to be, sometimes the internet needs you to take yourself less seriously. So, I mean, first of all, not the safest behavior. I wouldn't do something that I knew could burn my house to the ground. And yes, there are impressional minds that may see that TikTok, you know, God forbid that TikTok blows up, and that's what people know me as, is this st stupid fire guy, um, which I would, I'd be able to own that, right? But, like, people, I didn't put a disclaimer. I think I used a hashtag that said, don't do this at home. My hope is that people are reasonable, <laughs> My hope is that people don't duet that video doing dumber stuff. But, you know, the start of the video, like, engineers can be kind of silly sometimes. 
kind of dumb. I remember being in a lab. We were working. Uh, how much can I share of this legally? Let me figure out how to adjust my language. There's a technology that takes a piece of metal and vibrates it super fast so that it can cut stuff particularly tissue it will cut and seal tissue this technology is called ultrasonic technology i could probably do a whole deep dive on it it's a pretty it's pretty cool stuff i've worked on it for seven years in various capacities but anyway sometimes when you vibrate a stick very fast it can experience what's known as a stress fracture it's a tiny little crack at near the end of the device we'll say the blade where there's a high amount of cycles and a high amount of stress and all of a sudden boom your titanium gets a little stress fracture your thing keeps vibrating and the thing can shoot off and i remember that me and a more senior engineer and by senior i mean like legitimately senior citizen like he was old uh he retired a year later he old people are great i love hanging out with old people because they know so much more than me in a lot of spaces but he was uh, he was a self-proclaimed cowboy engineer, you know, very he fit a lot of toxic masculinity stereotypes. That's a whole nother discussion, a little bit of womanizing. That's a whole nother discussion, but great individual. But anyway, I remember being in the lab and I was like, dude, we'll, we'll call him David. Um, his name was David, actually, but <laughs> we'll call him David. <laughs> Oh gosh, I love that man. I wish I could share his whole name. I won't. He was one of my first technical mentors, but not a good safety mentor. Anyway, we walk into the lab and I'm like, David, we need to have our safety glasses on. Like we're going to get in trouble. Like you're supposed to wear safety glasses. And he was like, nothing ever happens, blah, 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 blah. Well, we start trying to cut, uh, I'm going to say a very hard surface in case there's any competitors listening. Something very rigid that typically wouldn't be cut with this device. And the blade got molten hot. And then there was a stress fracture, which is invisible. But then it violently failed. And the tip of this device, which was like the... I don't know, it's smaller than the tip of your finger, like the size of a tic-tac, but really sharp at the end. It shot off the end of the blade, and we heard it go ping, 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 ping throughout the room. So, and literally right after it happened, like we both did like a body check where you like do kind of like pat your chest and your face and like, okay, I didn't get murdered by this technology that went the wrong way. And right after that happened, Dave put his safety glasses on and nervously laughed. And I was like, oh, God. But I've seen stuff like this all the time. And, you know, it happens. I was working, uh, I, I was one of the first engineers in our robotic surgery division. And I had the privilege of going out to California every couple of weeks to see the prototype robot and to work on integration. So basically I was working on surgical instruments that would interface with the surgical robot. And I mediated between the software teams and what algorithms their software would do in order to home our device and control it so that it met the user's needs. So I'd go out there all the time. In the early days, how do I say this? When, let me compare it. Um, the company I worked at had produced, because <laughs> I want to make sure I don't create some kind of like <laughs> liability situation. Um, 
It's not really a liability situation. Nobody listens to these podcasts anyway. No, they do. I need to be careful because everything's discoverable. To put in perspective where we work, when we make manufacturing equipment, which has different robotic um, automations, such as like when we make um, a cartridge that has staples in it that is used for surgical stapling, there's a robot that cuts little pieces of metal and pushes it into a cartridge and it goes chink, 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 and it's moving. And if your hand got in that machine, sad, terrible things would happen. So we have what are called light curtains. And basically a light curtain literally creates an imaginary curtain with an array of lasers. So there's a, a laser propagator or source that's shooting a whole bunch of lasers that are invisible. And then there is a receiver that's making sure all the lasers are hitting. If you cross that curtain at any point, all of the automation occurring inside the machine will automatically shut down. So it's, it's a common, um, very common for manufacturing equipment if you work at a reputable engineering firm. So I'm sure there's, there's more manual ways to assemble things that can become more dangerous. But for what we do, we really try to take care of our workers who are using this equipment, so we try to protect them. So that said, whenever I've seen anything automated early in my career, it was always behind a light curtain. It was always safe. People weren't touching the things that were moving. There weren't pinch points that were dangerous. Now that said, a company works on them, you know, makes these things and they tinker and they turn things on and off and the light curtain doesn't always exist yet. Like they have to program that in. But I hadn't really seen that. So when I go out to this like new robotics company, like there were these giant robotic arms that were being developed that were heavy <laughs> and driven by very powerful motors and like engineers are putting them together, touching them, typing something on a computer, looking at it, seeing if it moves, typing something, see if it moves a different way. And I remember one time this, this guy was working on it very close to it and he clicked something in the code and instead of it following like a predictable trajectory or a smooth movement, it just went and like started whipping around a little bit and he ran to the computer and killed the code and the whole thing stopped like because it was before there was a light curtain it was before there was anything but i just remember looking back and be like that man could have died um compliance issue he probably wouldn't have died he probably would have got a you know a bruise it would have been something that's reportable because we have to be very mindful of safety but in those early days like he's just trying to put something together and he's moving quick and he made a mistake there are engineers that die in the workplace because they're working close to something that's dangerous and they're not considering safety fully and they get hurt. We've had, you know, individuals in our workplace that have used uh, machines that are used to compress different devices to see when they fail and they've gotten a tip of a finger caught in and it's very dangerous. So we have safeties put in for, you know, for a reason. But often when people move quickly, they can make mistakes, even if they're highly intelligent engineers. So to kind of circle this whole thing around, like sometimes engineers do things that are dumb and fun. A great example is uh, there's a YouTuber, Mark Robert, 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 I don't know how to say his last name. He's famous. He's great. He came out of NASA and he worked at Apple for a while and he made like a giant Nerf super soaker and... He did a great one about like creating a, a squirrel obstacle course, but he gets people into the design process. He does some dumb, fun stuff with his science, and it's entertaining, and people love it. So I'd encourage you in whatever sphere of work or influence you have, whatever you do for a living, like 
find a way to be a little bit more dumb and fun in your day job. If you roll burritos, I don't know, try rolling one backwards and see what happens. Can you even do it backwards? You know, challenge the notion of efficiency just for a couple minutes and enjoy yourself and, you know, be a little bit more of a kid. Just a little bit, all right? We don't want robots crushing people to death. We don't want anyone to die. So, yes, if you have a bottle of alcohol with a spritzer and a candle, and and if it's in a safe, non-flammable location, like outside on the concrete or on your stove, feel free to spritz it and have a little bit of fun if you are comfortable doing that. But please don't do it near a curtain and burn a house down or something stupid. There's a difference between just ignorant stupidity and being a little bit dumb and fun. So I'd encourage you all to be dumb and fun and safe um, in your day job. And with that, to the revolution and the hope that you subscribe. May our content always satisfy. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, bye, bye, bye.